Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. So, how have you been? I feel like I have felt every single emotion known to man in every single 24-hour period in the past, like, couple of weeks. It's insane. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, isn't it's just almost surreal, and I feel like every day, all the days have just merged together, and sometimes the days feel like they're going so, so fast. And then other times I feel like it's been Monday for a week. I know what you mean. I I completely know what you mean. I feel like some days I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, you know, this day is going normally. And you can almost forget what's going on to an extent. And then other days, it's like the biggest cloud hanging over me. And every single day just feels so long and drawn out. And I think think probably it's quite normal. Um, People do keep reminding me that something very serious is going on. And actually, if you didn't feel weird here and there, that would probably be more concerning. Yeah. But it is very weird to feel so many emotions. Like today, I feel fine. Like it's sunny. It's actually Easter Sunday, which is nice. We can eat some chocolate later and we've got a few days off and that's lovely. But yesterday I was crying over an Easter egg. And it's like, (laughs) it's just the weirdest experience. Yeah, it's been very up and down. Although this weekend has been so nice. Again, I don't know if it's because all the days are blending together. But it feels like I've been off work for ages. Like in the obviously that's a really good thing, but because it's a four-day weekend, I mean it's Sunday evening for me right now, and it feels like I've been off for ages and I still have a whole extra day to go. I think it's just been really nice because you can't do anything. So you're really making the most of kind of everything you can do. So we went out for like a really nice walk on Friday and then we kind of had like an indoor date night on Friday evening and just been getting bits and bobs done around the house. And I actually baked today. Like I baked cookies. I do not bake. They look so good. And I was so shocked that you baked. I actually don't know if in our what seven or eight year friendship I've ever known you to bake before. I am. I am not a baker. I don't enjoy cooking. I I cook because I need to eat food. I don't enjoy the process of cooking and I enjoy baking even less. So the fact that I willingly participated in a baking activity (laughs) is, I mean, clearly I'm a changed person or I'm just desperate. I don't know. They did look really good though. I'm going to, um, I'm going to pick up some almond butter because obviously I'm not going to do it with peanut butter. And (laughs) when I'm next allowed out for a food shop. (laughs) I feel like we need to share, but they were vegan, gluten-free, peanut butter cookies and they were very good I mean for my standards don't expect like Michelin star but there's only five ingredients so super easy the whole process took 20 minutes so I didn't feel like I'd lost anything from my life by cooking them see I can't deal with like really precise baking where it's like weigh out this exact amount of baking powder I lose interest whereas that kind of baking I'm a lot more on board with so that sounds right up my street yeah no it was actually kind of fun but I don't know if I'll do it again (laughs) well you know you've got time to try out other recipes but I know what you mean having a four-day weekend has been lovely and I know this is maybe a controversial thing to say partly because I'm not religious but I actually think in some ways Easter is better than Christmas like I'm a big Easter fan Uh, I know what you mean I mean it feels weird because usually Easter for me is quite family orientated like even though I'm 26 and my brother is 23. We still do an Easter egg hunt every single year and it's competitive who can find the most Easter eggs, but then we share them with each other anyway. It's always like a very nice family day and then it feels weird. I mean, same as Christmas felt weird for me. It's weird that I'm not there, but then equally they've got a kind of weird one as well because they're just inside all day. So yeah, for me, it's like I normally see family every Easter and then... I just love that you get four days off and you get guaranteed four days off, you know, if you have like an office job that is. I know a lot a lot of people, particularly now, a lot of people are not having the time off. So if yeah. you're one of our key workers, we are forever grateful. Um, but generally speaking, that like, you get the four days off, the weather is better, you still get all the good food, you still get to see everyone, but there isn't the pressure that comes with Christmas. Oh yeah. Christmas is such like there's a lot of reasons I don't absolutely wholeheartedly love Christmas. And part of it is just the pressure. Whereas with Easter, you don't have that pressure. And hopefully, like, if the weather's half decent, you can go outside for a bit. I've been using my one walk a day 
Um, how much exercise are you allowed in Australia, by the way? Because we're allowed one like reasonable exercise, walk or run or cycle per day, like outside. I mean, they've not said like a specific number here, but they've basically said there's only four reasons you should be going out, like exercise, shopping, care, like caring for someone or work that you absolutely cannot do from home. Um, so they've not actually yeah. said you can only go out once. Um, but generally people are understanding that as you're only going to go out once a day. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we did a really, because usually we were just going out in the evenings to do a run and then a walk around the park and then back home like after I finished work. But um, on Friday, we did like a 10 kilometre walk along, like there's an old railroad track that runs through the city and it's been converted to like a walking path. And that was really, really nice. And there was a few other people out, but it was definitely like social distancing rules adhered to. And yeah, it was really, really nice to do that. And then the weather turned yesterday. So we did it on the right day, definitely, because it just keeps raining now. Yeah, it has been really sunny here. And actually just having the sunshine has really helped my mood. Yeah. I think it has reminded me that life is going on and this isn't forever and hopefully before we know it we'll be looking back and going okay that was really rough but it was only a few months yeah I hope so I really hope so have you found as well that this experience has made you more grateful for really little things absolutely I mean some people might have seen but every day I'm trying to share on my stories like three little things from the day that I've like small wins or little things that I'm really grateful for or I've really appreciated because I actually find I mean especially last week when I was really struggling quite a lot it's one of the ways that gets me through the day because yes there's all sorts of other things I should be doing right now this wasn't how I envisaged spending the time we were here in Australia but it's not how anyone's envisaged spending this time and I think looking for those smaller things in the day, like now I so appreciate a walk or if there's a lovely sunset, I so appreciate that. Or just like time that I'm spending with Taylor or really enjoying a good book, like things I always took for granted. I'm just enjoying them so much more because they are actually the things that I'm looking forward to in a day so much. Yeah. Like we so in the evening, we sit down and we watch something and like it's just one episode a night because we're like, we just want to make sure that we've got one thing every night that we're really looking forward to. And I'll get into what we've been watching later, but it's so nice. And actually, normally I would sit down and binge watch something for hours on end and I'd probably not take it all in because I'd be on my phone, I'd be doing something else at the same time. Whereas having that dedicated hour where you watch something, I've just enjoyed it so much more. And like in the morning when I can wake up and I'm like, actually, I've got the time to do like really super quick, nothing intense, but like 15 minutes of Pilates or yoga to get my body moving. Yeah. I've never normally been able to do that because I'm out of the house before 6.30. Whereas now I'm like, well, I can get up a little bit later and I can do that. And I'm just so, I feel like I enjoy it so much more. And like in the food shop this week, and you will you will um, relate to this, Hallie. <laughs> in the food shop, finally, our favorite brand of tofu back in oh stock. my god yes <laughs> and i'm out tofu tofu um, the brand is called tofu with three o's instead of a u um so i haven't just gone mad but it, it i haven't had that for months and then it was in stock and the joy of having the, and it sounds so silly but i normally i'd be like oh cool that's great that's back in stock and not think about it whereas to actually get my hands on it i'm like yeah <gasps> it's like yeah. yeah it's funny you say that about the yoga because or doing the pilates rather in the morning because I've wanted to get back into yoga for literally years because I did it when I recovered from my surgery and that was what three years yeah. ago and then I've just I literally have not had the time to do it like same I mean not as ex, as extreme as you but I'd get up in the morning I've got to get ready for work you've got the commute then you're knackered in the evening and now I'm actually getting up before work and doing a half hour of yoga. And I actually feel so, so good. Like it sets me up so nicely for the day. And it's probably the most positive I've ever felt consistently every morning for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, I've like the first few days, I was like, I really can't be bothered. But actually now knowing that um, doing it is just that the feeling I get afterwards I'm like, okay, it's worth it because I know it'll be better. And we're doing another 30 days of yoga. That's what I'm doing. 
So, are you? We're doing the April. Oh, yeah. And there have been a couple of days we've missed it for whatever reason. I've been absolutely exhausted. And I think, I do think with like working out an exercise, like if you want to and you can, it is so worth it because it will make you feel better. But also, I, I've definitely felt the pressure of like doing five workouts a day because everyone on Instagram's doing a live every five minutes. And I was like, mm, there's balance. And actually I found just having this every day, it's kind of, it's adding some structure to my routine. And it's a really nice clean break between work time and home time. Yeah. Because currently my commute is going down a flight of stairs. <laughs> so it's not necessarily like, and to be done from five o'clock or 5.30 is really weird to me because normally that's when I'm helping on the train or whatever. So doing something completely different to step change me out of work mode into home mode has been so nice. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's just getting into that new routine, isn't it? And once you're into it, I don't know, it's not, it's not too bad. I think just accepting that this is like the current reality for now, because I heard someone say the other day that they were saying this is not the new normal, like this, there is nothing normal about this situation, like a majority of the world is on lockdown that is not normal but it's just our current reality and it's something that we have to deal with and accept that it is exactly that like it's current and we need to find a way to deal with it and but also acknowledge that it is going to change again like it will get better yeah I think that's the thing for me I've been waiting to for this to feel more normal and to feel okay and I'm slowly realizing that I'm not actually going to wake up one morning and go, I am totally fine with this situation because I'm not seeing the people I love. I'm not going away, not even like on holiday, but like I had so many cool trips planned this year. Like we were going to go to New York. We're meant to be going to New York in a couple of weeks time, which obviously we're not doing now. Um, We spoke like like the two of us doing something towards the back end of this year. And that just looks like that's not going to be even allowed to happen. Mm. So that's kind of, it's all a bit, and a bit flat and I think I just keep expecting myself to wake up one day and go I am totally okay with this but the reality is of course I'm not okay with this like there is nothing about this situation that is okay and I'm so beyond grateful that at the moment all of my friends and family are healthy and I'm so grateful that I am safe and I have a wonderful place to live and all of that sort of thing but it's all relative and it is still a shit situation and the second I've started to like realise, okay, I'm never going to be happy about this. I'm never going to be okay with this. So I just have to ride it out and see it as a th- time to do things differently. I think then you kind of get that place of acceptance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it is just, I don't know, I don't want to say just dealing with it because it's not like coasting through the day. But I think like you were saying with the Instagram thing, there seems to be this weird pressure from every angle to be more productive, like monetize, like multiple streams of income, do more workouts, get loads of stuff done on websites, produce more content, diversify, blah, 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 blah. No, like that. there was a time for that. And if you can do that right now, then that's like more power to you. That's great. But this is not a normal time to be working in. And for a lot of people who have lost their incomes, that's maybe that is their only option but it is such a tough and uncertain time that to expect people to be putting more output out there is just like it's not even realistic and I think again it's another example of how unhealthy social media is being and I get that people have to have to make a living and have to change how they're especially in like the lifestyle or like travel kind of space but I don't know. I think it's a dangerous thing to be like forcing an expectation of how people should be behaving during this time because there's no there's no precedent. I am so pleased you have said that because for the past what's this? I'm going into week 5 of not leaving the house. Um and the pressure I have felt in the past few weeks to be churning out two or three blog posts a week, loads of Instagram posts like I think we discussed as well, like, should we be doing the podcast weekly now? Like, should should we be putting out more than ever? And I just, honest to God, do not have it in me. Like, I feel like it's taking every single ounce of my being to be a functioning human being and just get through the day. Get up, get showered, sit at my desk and try and do something for my job and try and sleep at night. Like, I do not have it in me right now 
to be able to produce all of this extra stuff as much as I would love to because I know it's a great escape I just don't have it in me and I don't know about you but I feel really conflicted about it like I feel really uncomfortable talking about like fashion and styling and all of that sort of thing when there's other stuff going on and I know that a lot of people consume content like that and myself included as escapism but it feels really at odds at what I'm experiencing right now and maybe in a couple of weeks time maybe I'll feel differently but right now I'm just trying to say like do you know what this is enough like what I'm doing is enough and some days I will want to binge watch a tv show some days I want to read I just have to go with whatever I feel like like this morning I got up and I could reorganize all the cupboards in the bedroom great yesterday the thought of doing that made me want to cry yeah so all I actually managed to do yesterday was eat chocolate and read and that is completely fine like we haven't all been given a day off. Like these aren't days off and holiday days. This is a complete and utter shit show of a situation. Um, and no disrespect to the people, like the people coping with this in terms of like the government and healthcare professionals and everyone else involved. But let's be honest, this is a fucking shit show for everyone involved. Like it's absolutely horrendous. Why, like, why would we, why would we put that extra pressure on ourselves? So I think hopefully. In the next couple of weeks, it's not about finding a normal, but more about accepting the situation. And maybe I'll feel like writing blog posts, but right now, I really don't want to sit down and write that blog post. So I'm just not, and I'm just letting myself be like that, because there is no precedent for how you're meant to behave in these situations. Like, none of us have ever experienced anything like this before. Yeah, I mean, it's not, people are acting like this, this is a perfect time to have a productivity contest, and it's it's not like I don't know I, I baked today and I actually felt guilty about baking and then sharing that I baked because I feel like everyone is baking I'm like have I bowed to the pressure of social media and I was like no actually it's because I'm on a really horrible strict diet and I miss sugar and I wanted cookies but I think <laughs> people just it, yeah, it's not a productivity contest if you want to sit and watch Netflix all day you sit and watch Netflix like also it's not going to be over anytime soon. So you don't need to worry about cramming all your productivity into the next week because the week after that will be out again. Like there's plenty of time to get blog posts done. And I'm not being funny. I'm not coming out of this with a six pack. So I'm no, I'm not going to be doing IG lives and IGTV workouts until the frigging cows come home every night. This has also made me realize as well. Um, about like the the things I love to consume in terms of content and I've always felt quite not I don't want to say guilty because I think that is the wrong word but like I when I consume any type of culture whether that's like movies podcasts books I like something that is actually just that it makes me feel good like don't get me wrong I love the occasional thriller I love the occasional like crime murder mystery type thing but generally speaking I want to consume stuff that makes me feel really good and I feel like up until now I felt a bit like maybe uncultured is the best way of putting it of like oh one of my favorite shows is Gilmore Girls and I'm like oh I should probably say something much more like I watch QI every week or whatever and I'm like do you know what I actually don't care like the things that I've always gone to that make me feel good are completely what I want to surround myself with now. So I'm reading the books that I've wanted to read that maybe are a bit like chicklity because I feel like chick chicklit, which I really struggle to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a really bad rap, and I'm like, but why? Like, why are we slating sitcoms and rom coms and all of that kind of thing? Like, let's just surround ourselves with whatever makes you feel better. Do what makes you feel better, bar like going outside and seeing your friends because obviously that's not allowed. But wherever you can safely do so do what makes you feel better whether and actually do you know what if you're the kind of person who going for a run and then doing two hours of yoga and a hit workout makes you feel better all power to you like you go and do that but also if you're the person who goes I just need to binge watch friends in my pajamas and eat junk food you do that as well like you, I think this has just taught me like we have to do more of what makes us feel good in life because you know life's short and no one really has a roadmap of how you're meant to feel at every single second of every day. Yeah, I mean, this is probably just a whole conversation for another time. But I felt really, one, I felt guilty about posting travel content or stuff from Melbourne because obviously no one's traveling right now. But then two, there's been this like weird shift where everyone is like, harness your creativity and produce home content. And I'm like, 
what home content am I going to produce? Like, I'm living in a rented room in a shared house. I haven't got this lavish flat where I can buy all these props because, frankly, I don't want to waste the money on a bunch of props just to take photos. I'm like, you know what? Posting travel content makes me happy. That's what I've got. I'm not promoting people traveling right now. I'm just hoping it's a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of color, especially when it comes to my photos. I know they're a bit bright, but I hope that people just see them for what they are, which is something that I enjoy doing. And hopefully if they're following me, then they kind of enjoy it as well. Because why, yeah, why is there this pressure to Anyway, we, I mean, we've spoke about this enough, but the, the pressure should not be there and it should not, it should not exist. And what we're trying to say is you need to do what makes you feel comfortable and happy and secure in this time, regardless of what that is. As long as you're staying home, staying safe, you do you. Yeah, I think that's what we should be doing anyway in life. But this has just thrown it up for me. And I'm like, oh, I care too much about what people think. Maybe this is my opportunity to finally realise that you're not meant to give so much for crap in life. But who knows? We might have we might have some COVID revelations. <laughs> um, but one thing we did want to do this week, because everyone is stuck at home, or if you're not stuck at home and you're still having to go to work, I can only imagine how stressful that must be and how draining that must be. So we thought we would actually, instead of having a full topic this week, we would just extend our recommendations and share every like film, TV series, book, podcast, like all of our best recommendations. Because whether you're at home or whether you're having to go to work, everyone needs a bit of escapism right now. And I personally am constantly looking for new recommendations right now. So we thought it'd be a nice way to just share our favourite things. So we thought we'd start off with um, TV shows and these might be new ones. They might be ones that have been around for a while. But like Charlotte said before, these are ones that we really enjoy and we want to put them out there and make sure everyone else is aware of them and can enjoy them in this time as well. Um, So the first one that I'm going to recommend is and I feel like you might recommend this as well. Wait, did I recommend cheer the other week? No, you didn't. Um, but it was on my list because I started it two days ago and oh my God, it's blown my mind. Isn't it just insane? I really didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but it was so, so good. It just is the kind of thing where you're looking, like if you want something to make you feel like inspired to just follow what you want to do, oh my God, cheer is the thing. I've only watched, I think I've watched one or two episodes and it's just like nothing else I've ever watched. The things they put their bodies through. Yeah, it's absolutely madness. It's like athleticism at another level. And you don't realise, I think cheerleading probably gets a bit of a bad rap. You do not realise the amount of work that goes into it. And in such a short time period, because there's no, there's no career progression. Like after college, there is no, there's no cheerleading teams in adult life. And it's such a shame because they sacrifice so, so much for their sport. It's mad. It made me so emotional. Yeah. Like I just felt... Oh, mate, wait for that last episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll update everyone when I've finished it. <laughs> um, what about you for TV? Okay. So this is another one that we've both, we actually, prior to the podcast, we actually had a whole debrief over this because I, so we watched The Stranger last week. There's eight episodes. It's on Netflix. A lot of people have probably watched it because it had so much buzz at the start of the year when it came out. But oh my God, if you like um, if you like things like Broadchurch, you will absolutely love The Stranger. It's all set in Britain. It's British actors. Um, and it's basically about, it's I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's about a family and this woman comes along who is the stranger and just starts dropping all of these huge secrets and exposing these things wherever she fancies and it's just like the whole fallout from that and like the impact of it and it's just it just takes so many turns I did not see so much of it coming um I mean I can't stop thinking about it yeah, it's so good. And on the back of that as well, if you enjoy The Stranger, definitely watch Safe because it's by the same people, like it's the same production company. And it is, again, exactly the same. So many twists and turns, so many different storylines. I did not see the ending coming at all. Um, so yeah, if you enjoyed The Stranger, watch Safe next as well. I think that's also eight episodes and it's on Netflix. I'm excited for that. But if you want something a little bit lighter, 
and maybe that's not your thing, I cannot recommend The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel enough. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, Series 3 got launched at the start of the year and it's just, it's actually written by Amy Sherman Palladino who wrote Gilmore Girls. And actually when you know that, I think you can tell because the way they speak has that same quite Gilmore Girls beat to it, if you know Mm. what I mean. Yeah. Um, It's a really lovely show. I'm only maybe three or four episodes in. It's very early days for me, but it's a very cosy show. It's just really nice. It's funny. Um, Midge is just like so cool and so kick-ass and I feel like I can't say kick-ass with a British accent but you know what I mean um (laughs) but it's a feel-good show like it's what we need right now it's chicken soup for the soul well in in terms of keeping it light-hearted as well I have a another light-hearted tv show that I absolutely love which is Schitt's Creek and I need to start this I really need to start my god I love it so much so we're on season three I think there's five seasons on Netflix and I think season six is currently showing on TV so it's not actually on Netflix yet um but I just absolutely love it like the humor in it is amazing like laugh out loud and it's got um the dad in it is Eugene Levy who's the dad from Levy Levy? yeah that's right um who's the dad from American Pie and then the mum is Catherine O'Hara who is the mum from Home Alone Definitely recommend Shits Creek. It's really, really funny. And it is one of those ones that you can just either have on in the background or you can binge it. It's just really nice, easy watching, basically. So my similar, it's not actually, I don't think it'll actually be similar to Shits Creek, but the kind of thing that's easy watching, put on in the background, laugh out loud, Friday night dinner. Oh my God, this show cracks me up so much. Um, it's got Will from The Inbetweeners. It's got Tasmin Grieg and, oh my God, who's the other person? I can't remember their name. Um, but it's just so funny. It's on 4AD or Channel 4. And I think series five or six has just started. I personally think series one, two and three are the funniest. But it just has me laughing out loud. Like, so I feel like so many people can watch it and see things within their own families within it. And it's just, oh, it cracks me up. Oh, I've not heard of that. That sounds really cool. You would love it. Some of it's a bit cringy, so I do have to like kind of push through that. But particularly series one and two, oh my god, it's <laughs> hilarious! And um, the grandmother in it really reminds me of one of my relatives, <laughs> so I find it even funnier. <laughs> Amazing. Um, a slightly different turn, but have you? I'm assuming it's because it's a Netflix show, so I'm assuming it's on the UK one. But there's a documentary called One Hundred Humans. I really want to watch this, but I wasn't sure how good the science would be in it because I know Game Changers is a bit controversial with the science, so I never watched that. (laughs) It's just really interesting. It's basically looking at unconscious bias. And at my old job, we actually had a workshop on unconscious bias in the workplace, and it was basically an extension of that. And it just, it's actually a hundred humans are there, like there, you see them doing the kind of the, what's the word? Investigations. They see you see them doing the experiments with the humans there, like the the different groups that they put them in, the things that they kind of ask them to assume, or the the ways that they react to certain people in the group. And there's uh, the tests that they do are amazing, and it is really really interesting to see. And then people's reactions as well when they realise that they have a bias. I think it's it's a very human and interesting documentary. I definitely recommend giving it a watch. Okay, I'm going to put that on my list because I'm fascinated by unconscious bias. I'm just, I find it really interesting. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Definitely recommend. Okay, so the other thing I've been absolutely obsessed with, and we're actually watching this live on the BBC, so we can only watch one episode a week. And I feel like I'm a kid again waiting for my favourite TV show, um, is Race Across the World. So there are two series. You would absolutely love this show, Heli. Like, (laughs) It is so up your street. Um, my friend Evie actually recommended it to me. Um, she loved it. She got a little shout out. Hi, Evie. And um, <laughs> she was like, you're going to absolutely love this. Go and watch it. So there is a series one, but we're on series two. And basically what happens is you have five group, like five pairs of people. Um, and like you've got a couple of husband and wife pairs. You've got like a mother and a son, brother and sister. Like loads of different um, people who basically like want to it's really lovely like they want to strengthen the relationship they have with someone but the challenge is they have to get from one part of the world to the other without catching a flight 
and they only have the equivalent of the cost of a flight to do it. So this series we're watching is from Mexico City to Ushuaia, which is at the very, like the most southerly city, I want to say, in the world, um, which is a bloody long way. It's like a 22-hour flight. So Oh, yeah, that's where you can get to Antarctica from. Yeah, so that's kind of the challenge. And it's just fascinating to see how different people approach a situation and the different routes they can take. And it's also really helping with the fact that we can't travel. I feel like I'm traveling through South America every week. It's absolutely wonderful. And it's just really heartwarming as well. Like there's a couple of moments, particularly the mother and son duo. Oh, it just warms my heart. Um, so, you know, if someone wants to do a race across the world with me when this is all over, I'm totally down for that. I'm contemplating applying for series three. I think it's not quite the same because I've never heard of that before, but there's something similar that they have here in Australia. And I think they also have an American version as well. It's called the amazing race and it's really, really similar. It's pairs and they have to complete challenges, which are like travel related. So it's between different countries and different places. Um, but they also have to, I don't know, collect something or do something along the way. And it's like similar kind of thing, but it is so, so interesting. And I love it. And I was watching it here in Australia, I think just before Christmas. Um, So I'm not sure where other people, I think you probably have more luck finding the American version, but that's really, really good as well. Oh, that sounds really good. Do you have any more TV shows? So the last TV show that I want to recommend, and probably people have already heard about it, but I absolutely love it. And there's a second season that's just come out and that's You and it's on Netflix and it's terrifying but also amazing I mean terrifying not in like horror film make you jump it's got um I always just want to say Dan Humphrey but that's not his name oh, what's his name I can't remember his actual name but everyone will know who he means uh, Bladgley Blad- Blad- what's his first name um Pret no not Pret um <laughs> <laughs> Not Pret. Um, I want to say Ken. It's not Ken. Um, it ends with a double T. Pen. Pen. It's Pen. Pen. pen actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl is the main character, um, and he basically stalks a woman, uh, makes her fall in love with him by learning everything about her in very um, unethical ways, shall we say. Um, and I don't want to ruin it, but it is it is creepy and terrifying and you're amazed at how clever he is, but also it's kind of disgusting as well. But they've, a second series came out, I think last month now, and it's really, really good. Definitely binge-worthy. Um, I've really enjoyed it and I think they might be doing a third season as well. I never watched it because I thought it would creep me out and I... I don't know how to say this without... I'm still angry with him about Gossip Girl. Let's just put it that way. I know it's been years. I still don't want to say who Gossip Girl is in case anyone hasn't watched it yet. Um, I feel like the Statue of Limitations has probably expired, but still, let's not be dicks. I'm just still angry at him. And I know yeah. it's been like yeah. six years, but I'm still angry. <laughs> my, my housemate's re-watching Gossip Girl right now and it is stressing me out for the same reasons. But also, I tried rewatching it, and then as soon as you know who Gossip Girl is, it's just not as nice to rewatch. So I gave up after three episodes, and it feels so unrealistic because they're all sixteen. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that was the thing that I realised today when it was on in the kitchen, and I was like, oh my god, how are they supposed to be in high school and they're doing these things? Like, it's mad. We're now older than they ever were in Gossip Girl, right? Because they didn't shoot forward, did they? In time. Yeah, that's disturbing. <laughs> I can't cope with that. Um, should we move on to movies? Yes. Do you want to kick it off? Okay. So my first couple are all quite similar of a genre, I feel. So I'm going to give them all to you in one go because they're all like, none of these are new films, um, but they're just films I really love and that are very comforting and kind of cozy. And they're all from the same kind of era. So we've got When Harry Met Sally, because I feel like it's a classic and I didn't watch it until maybe two or three years ago when I was really sick. And it didn't live up to the hype the first time I've watched it. But since then, I've watched it a few times. And I feel like I I now love it. Like I would happily put it as one of my favourite films. Because when you, it's just like a cosy film. Like it's a very autumnal film. And it's a classic. And I love Meg Ryan in it. And then Sleepless in Seattle as well, which is another really like. Oh, really yeah. Cosy. That's got Meg Ryan in it as well, hasn't it? Um, yeah. But a very cosy, nice, like heartwarming movie. Like. No, it's not very realistic and it's a bit cheesy, but I personally love a Nora Ephron film. 
Um, I'm pretty sure they're both Nora Ephron. Oh, I don't know, but Meg, Meg Ryan's in um, You've Got Mail as well, isn't she? And I also love that film. So I've never seen that, and that's high on my list of things to watch because I feel like I will really like that. But those two are just such, like, cosy Sunday afternoon movies. And, of course, my favourite movie of all time, um, Notting Hill. You just... <laughs> I just love that movie so much. It's set in London. It's just lovely. It's Hugh Grant. It's Julia Roberts. It's just 90s gloriousness. Um, and they're the kind of films that like are so comforting to me that that's that's something I've really been craving recently. I'm gonna completely flip this on its head um, because <laughs> my favorite kind of movie is like an action adventure comedy kind of movie. Um, and one of my favorite movies at the moment is Hitman's Bodyguard, which is on Netflix, and it's got Ryan Reynolds in and Samuel L. Jackson, and I absolutely love it. Like I can't explain to you how much I love this movie. It's got just the right amount of action, but it's got such good humor in it as well. And the t- like, oh, I love Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. They work so well together. And yeah, I definitely recommend watching that movie if you want something like fun bit of a fast pace if you're not really feeling a rom-com that's a good shout that film is so good though it is so funny I just love it I love it um but the other film that is actually new that I want to recommend um is on Netflix it's a new Eddie Murphy film oh Uh, yeah the Dolomite is my name oh my gosh it's really really good it took me a while to get into it but the actual storyline is amazing and then I didn't realize till the end that it's it's a true story and it blew my mind okay maybe we'll watch that because we last night and this is a recommendation is um we watched on the basis of sex which is a movie I've wanted to watch for ages and it's about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and how she starts to take she basically starts to take on gender discrimination in the law and it was so empowering and so informative and it was a bit of a weird one. Part of me, it really made me realise how much things have changed. It also made me realise how far we have to go. Um, and it's definitely yeah. like a super lighthearted, laugh a minute movie. But the relationship between her and her husband is so sweet. And the chemistry between Felicity Jones and Army Hammer, who I had never seen in anything before. And now I'm like Army Hammer's biggest fan. Um <laughs> He's just so lovely. Is so endearing and so wonderful and just... It was it was just a really wonderful film that I'd highly recommend. I need to watch that. I haven't actually seen it. I think I've wanted to see it for ages. Um, I also have some more lighthearted movies, if that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, reel them off. So this one is definitely on Netflix. Always be my maybe. I think I actually recommended this weeks and weeks and weeks ago on the podcast. Um, but that's a really lovely film, and it has Ali Wong in it, who is absolutely hilarious. She completely cracks me up. Um, like as a comedian and she's really funny in that and then also crazy rich asians because that is just the kind of light-hearted feel good really easy to watch movie sometimes you need and it's the kind of movie that's like it's just so bright and colorful and it makes me feel like happy inside because it's got such a lovely ending and all that kind of thing so i just i love that movie I rewatched that the other day as well. I do really like that movie. And then the other movie that I recommend to everyone, um, and I'll share the story because I think it's genuinely hilarious, but I watched this on the plane to Singapore and I this isn't a movie that would make you cry and I cried like such a baby to this movie that the air hostess came over and gave me a tissue. Um, and it is Molly's Game, which is just like, it's not a, it's not a movie that will make you cry. Like I, I stand by the fact that it shouldn't make you cry. For some reason, it hit a nerve with me and I was bawling my eyes out on the plane movie <laughs> um, it's such oh brilliant like it's a true story and it blows my mind um and it's got Jessica Chastain in it who is absolutely phenomenal it's an excellent story and it's another one of those films at the end of it you just want to like stand up and go yeah go you and all that which is obviously not what I did on the plane and not what I ever do in real life but instead more emotion it's the thing of when you're flying and you get more emotional and it's a proper thing I've looked into it I cry a lot when I watch movies on planes but yeah Molly's Game is just absolutely brilliant I do need to see that I haven't seen that but also I think the crying on planes thing is true it is it is I looked into it because everyone made fun of me and I looked into it and it is because you're because of the air pressure, your body can't focus so much on regulating your emotions. So you're more likely to cry or you're more likely to get drunk and stuff like that. So there you go. You've even got fun facts with us this week, guys. What more can you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
do you want to share some books? You are the queen of books. So I'm hoping that you're going to give me some recommendations as well. <laughs> oh, well, I feel like all of my recommendations, I've just been reading. This goes back to what we were saying about just reading or doing what makes you feel happy. And what makes me happy to read is crime, thriller, novels. Um, <laughs> so I don't feel like any of these are going to be up your street whatsoever. Yeah. I loved, I loved Girl on the Train, but it just can't be so scary. that I'll be okay now because I'm not walking down dark paths late at night, but I can't read like thriller books if I have to walk home on my own in the dark because I just panic and get an Uber home. <laughs> um, so the first book recommendation I have is actually a three-part, what is that called again? Trilogy. Trilogy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't worked in publishing since September. Can't remember any words. Okay. Um, First recommendation is a trilogy um, and it's the Ragdoll series and it's by Daniel Cole and I'd wanted to read the original Ragdoll books for ages and then there was a deal on Google Books for all three of them in a bundle which I was very excited about and they do you can read them individually but they do link really really well together it's set in London some of the crimes are pretty gruesome um, but I absolutely loved it characters had a really good dynamic there was a really good kind of backstory happening with all of the characters but also the cases were really interesting as well um so if that's your kind of thing I really do recommend getting those three books they might even still be a bundle because I didn't get them that long ago but yeah I really enjoyed them and I'm sure now you're going to give a much nicer person-friendly recommendation for a book I don't know about person friendly. This is this is something I read. Actually, I didn't read this. That's a lie. I listened to it because I sometimes find that with um, biographies and nonfiction, I prefer to listen to it. I don't know why. I just do. Um, but I listened to Michelle Obama's book Becoming at the start of last year, and I just cannot recommend it enough. I feel like it's perfect for now as well because it is a chunky book. Like I think the audiobook is something insane. Like. It is something mad, like 40 hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, and definitely bear with it because I feel like she is so open and she goes into such detail about her life. Like when she's talking about her grandfather and the records at the beginning, it, like the amount of detail she's willing to go into is phenomenal. But it all really links back and you can see how it's informed like her life as an adult. Um, and it stops at the point where they hand over the White House to the Trumps, basically. Um, but it's really, really inspiring, really kind of just what you would expect from Michelle Obama, like really life-affirming, really empowering, and so fascinating. Cannot recommend enough. I, I do really need to read it, but I was always put off by the size of the book because I couldn't carry it anywhere. But it is only eleven ninety nine on Google Books, if anyone's interested. That's good. I, I think did, in the book you... <laughs> <laughs> I think in the book you get pictures of like her and Barack and that kind of thing as well whereas in the audiobook obviously you don't get that but it depends whether or not you want to read it um and another book that isn't I mean this is actually not very similar the only similarity is that it's like autobiographical-ish and non-fiction I've just started listening on Scribed nonetheless which is now Yay. one of my favorite apps um to Girls Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis and I'd never heard of her but she's a big deal so <laughs> <laughs> But it's basically about why you should, like, as women, often we are made to feel quite small and apologise and not be, like, who we really are. And it's really interesting. It's about self-confidence and stop, basically stopping apologising for just being who you are um, and having more kind of self-belief, I guess. I'm not very far through it. I think I'm about an hour or two into it and it's about a seven-hour book. But I've been really enjoying it. Like it is, it feels very American. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. I just mean it as like, it, it just feels very different to, it just feels very American. Um, yeah. She, I like, I really like the way she writes. I like the way she she personally narrates it, which I really like. And yeah, I, I'd recommend. What else have you got book wise? Along the same vein of empowering female autobiographies. And I'd actually forgotten that I'd read this, but it's one of my favourite favorite ever non-fiction books because I don't really read non-fiction to be honest I don't always enjoy it but I Am Malala is one of my favorite autobiographical books I've ever read and so for anyone who doesn't know who she is Malala was the young girl who was shot in the head by the Taliban 
um, and survived and is now a huge advocate and representative for women's rights all over the world. She actually is at Oxford University now, um, but her autobiography follows her life, basically growing up in a war ridden country um it covers when she was shot it covers her recovery it covers her finding a new home here in the UK and it is just so I mean it's shocking like the things that a young girl has gone through and seen and experienced at that age is horrifying but the her outlook on life is I mean if she brought out another book I would read that as well it's incredible and I really I think more people should read it because I don't feel like it got the recognition probably that it deserved at the time. I don't know, but it's amazing. I've never read it, but it's a book I feel like I should read. Does that make sense? Whereas actually, maybe, maybe now is the perfect time. I've just bought a Kindle because I'm a bougie bitch apparently now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I treated myself to a Kindle and it's my new favourite thing. So I'm reading very, very quickly and I feel like that would be a good thing to kind of like get through. I feel like I'd learn a lot. Yeah, speaking of um, like how to read, though, this is something that people might not know. But if you have, I know not many people have a library card, but this also counts for people who are at unis as well. Check if your library has ebooks or audiobooks because you might be able to check them out online. And also, if you do have a library card, you can also go on to, there's websites like uh, Libby, Hoopla, and oh, what's the other one called? Um, Overdrive, I think. And they basically recognize loads of different library cards and you can check out ebooks and audiobooks there. And obviously that's all for free as well. So just if you have that kind of library access, definitely check out what you can get for free rather than having to buy books. That's so cool. I have um I've got two other books on my list which are more lighthearted. I don't say lighthearted, but like they're just not as serious and they're fiction. So the first is one that I actually started reading because you recommended it, and it is the flat share. Yay, I'm reading it at the moment. I finished it last night and it's just it's just lovely. Like it's a really lovely book and I think it's quite an original idea. Um Yeah. And yeah, it's just I feel like it's what we need right now. Like it's just a nice book. Yeah, and she's actually got a few other books as well. I didn't realize Ooh. that that one had been out for a while. I can't remember what they're called, but if you look up Beth O'Leary, that's the author and she has I think two other books or that are either coming out or there's one of them that's already out. Oh, I'll have a look at that um, because I hadn't I hadn't heard of her before. And then this, I feel like this book got a lot of press because I remember it being advertised at Charing Cross. And at the time I was like, oh, that sounds quite interesting because I think the tagline is like, Tiffy and Leon share a bed, Tiffy and Leon have never met. So it's quite yeah. like a cool concept. And then the other one, which is also a recommendation from you, um, is The Pisces. Oh my God, you're reading it. <laughs> I've read it. I finished it. I finished it ages ago. Um, oh, yeah. And- it took me a little while to get into to begin with, but I think when you accept it's just a bit unusual <laughs> and you go with it, it's really cool. It's about a woman who falls in love with a mermaid or merman. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he's a male mermaid. Um, he has a tail. Um, <laughs> and it's it's just really interesting because it's also about like her and her breakup and her confronting a lot of stuff in her life. Um, and actually, if you've finished it the high low did a really interesting like dissection of it and the way they both perceived it to be totally different I thought was really interesting um but yeah I I really enjoyed it it wasn't like anything else I'd read in a really long ever actually not even in a really long time I've not read anything else like it so I'd highly recommend that if you like something a bit weird and fantastical um Circe is also amazing absolutely love it so much it's um she, Circe is, she's basically born to um, the Greek god Helios and she is nothing like women should be. She actually is a witch and she discovers that she possesses this power and it's it's like a commentary basically on the position of women in society and all of a sudden she holds this power which makes her so much stronger than than men and they're afraid of her and they're trying to destroy her and the women are also terrified of her and I think even though it's set in this kind of mythical era it's a really interesting commentary and Madeline Miller Madeline 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 I always say Madeline I don't know if that's right but Madeline Miller her writing is absolutely incredible like 
shivers down your spine. I think she's an amazing author. So that's also another great book I'd recommend. That sounds really good. Have you read The Power? Yeah. I feel like that's a similar thing of like women's position in society and like their power and all that kind of thing. And that is that wasn't on my list actually, but that is a really good book. It's a book that I always think about. Like I don't think it's a particularly happy book or like positive. Like if you want something really lighthearted, then The Power is not the one. But it is a book that I really frequently think about. And I do think there is benefit to everyone reading it. Yeah, it's a really interesting, engaging book as well. Even though there's a commentary and it's an obvious like kind of commentary in like position of like gender in society, but it's also just a really good storyline. Like I still felt engaged by it, even though there was that obvious like undertone of what it was talking about. It's kind of got, and I've in fairness, I've not watched or read this because I didn't think I would enjoy it, but it's got that kind of dystopian handmaid's tale flip things on their head kind of vibe to it I think yeah definitely that kind of thing um I'm now out of books do you want to move on to the next category so shall we move on to all things listening so podcasts we've been loving playlists that have been putting us in a good mood all of that kind of thing yeah absolutely do you want to kick it off Cool. So my first podcast is a new one that I discovered quite recently, and it's called Nobody Panic. And um, it's with two women. It's it's a similar format to this in that they discuss a topic that's very relevant to people our age. And it's been going for, I think, about a year or two. But you can kind of guess from the name, Nobody Panic. It's kind of taking these big, scary things and breaking them down. So they've done a few recently about self-isolation, procrastination, productivity, stuff like that. And I discovered it about a week ago and I've listened to a few of the different episodes. And it's just like, it's very reassuring to hear um, people just saying like, yeah, this is a bit weird and scary, but it's going to be okay. So I'd really recommend that. Oh, that sounds really awesome, especially because it's kind of like similar format to ours as well. I really like that. Yeah. Um, In kind of like a same kind of the same niche I guess or same kind of topic um my first recommendation for this is a podcast as well and it's called terrible thanks for asking and it's basically says you know how every day someone asks how are you and even if you're totally dying inside you still say I'm fine thanks how are you it's basically looking at everything that's going on underneath that and saying it's okay not to be totally fine and um, it's hosted by an author, um, Nora McKin- McKinney, I think that's how you say her name. Um, and she's a widow. And it starts off initially by kind of unpacking her story and everything that she's gone through. And now she interviews people who have also gone through very challenging times. And there's some very relevant topics in there that I'm sure will kind of be hit home for a lot of people. But it's really refreshing as well. And it's done from a really kind of affirming and positive perspective of kind of surviving it and coming through it and you can make it too so yeah it's a it sounds more depressing than it actually is but I've really enjoyed it that sounds really interesting so another one I've been listening to and really enjoying is called you're wrong about and it's by two journalists in the US and they basically take something that we think as a society or in pop culture we know really well and break it down and go no this isn't what happened so I've been listening to the Monica Lewinsky one um and it's just kind of talking through what happened and how the media portrayed her and the situation and it's really interesting I think that for things like that often there's only one narrative so it's really interesting to hear like things broken down in different ways if you're interested in that sort of thing I'd really recommend um they've done a really in-depth one about OJ Simpson and the trial for that as well um there's one on human trafficking like there's just they're big meaty topics but I feel like when I listen to it I learn a lot yeah that sounds really cool actually I'm going to check that one out um in kind of maybe a slightly different change of tone but this recommendation is a playlist and it's the NPR Isle of Calm playlist. And it is six hours of just chill, downtime, easy listening. It's really good to have on in the background. Um, it's available on Spotify and Apple Music. So anyone can access it. And yeah, definitely really nice to just put on in the background and have a nice chilled out afternoon. That is really cool. I love that. I actually have a playlist as well. Um, this one is by Liv Purvis um, and you can find it through her Instagram, but I'll link it in the show notes and it's called Blue Sky Days and it's just a really great mix of happy kind of 
every type of music from like the 50s through to the 90s and it's very happy it's very light-hearted like I put it on in the morning and it puts me in a really good mood when I'm in the shower um so if you kind of need that pick me up at the moment I feel like that's a really good place to start um do we want to move on to workout recommendations Yes, because I feel like your workout recommendations are going to be more thorough than mine because we all know that you are much more active than I am. (laughs) I mean, everyone's active at different levels, but it's nice to kind of know that you have an option. And I think there's a lot of resources at the moment that are offering um, free or heavily discounted um, workout options. So I've just got a few to share. The first one is the Peloton app. And I know that sounds like cycling, but it's not just cycling. It's um, yoga, running, hit workouts, stretching, guided meditation, and there is also cycling in there as well. And if you um, sign up in April, you get a 90 day free trial. So usually their free trial is only 30 days. So that's three months of free Peloton app. Um, also Down Dog app, which is a pretty well-known yoga app, is completely free until May the 1st. So if you get the pro paid for version now, you can get it for free. And the last one, this is a super easy one. Like I love, love, love this app. It's seven minute workout app and they have loads of different workouts. Obviously as the name sounds, they're all just seven minutes. So if you want to do a really quick ab workout on your lunch break or a really quick booty workout, this is the app for you. Super easy and you can find it for free on the app store. They sound really good because I feel like with the seven minute workout ones, sometimes I'm like, I've got 15 minutes. I don't really want to get all hot and sweaty, but I want to move my body. I want to feel like I've done something. And even if, if you're, if you're a bit like me and you don't exercise because you love it, but you know that you feel good afterwards and you just want to get your body moving. I feel like that's a really good way to start. Yeah, definitely. I think so as well. So my two workout recommendations, the first I know you love as well, and it's yoga with Adrian, and I'm sure we've spoken about her before. Um, she has hundreds of yoga videos on YouTube, but every month she also like collates a playlist of one you can do every single day. So I'm currently doing the 30 days for April. Um, and some days they're like 15 minutes and they're very chilled out. Some days they're maybe an hour and they're a lot more intensive, but there's such a variety that it just... I just find it a really nice way to keep myself accountable and have that within my routine, um, particularly if I'm doing it at the end of the day to like break up between work and home. I yeah, just definitely. and also she is so lovely and she herself is such a calming person. Yeah, I think it's very reassuring. Yeah, I'm doing the 30 days uh, January one at the moment, but I like that she has ones that are like yoga for stress, yoga for back pain, yoga for anxiety, yoga for sleep. Like she has such niche topics and you can literally find so many things I find are really applicable to you. And obviously it's on YouTube, so it's all for free. Yeah, she does like five minute ones as well. If you literally just want to get out of bed and get your body moving first thing and to kind of like get your shoulders going, if you feel a bit stiff when you wake up and they're amazing. And the other thing, which is a little bit different is cycle. Um, the workout studio based in, I think they're only based in London. Maybe they have a couple around the country, but they're mainly based in London. They have a ton of IGTVs for loads of different workouts. So normally they do spin, but obviously, unless you have a spin bike at home, you're not doing that at the moment. But the one thing I've been doing loads of are their bar classes. Um, they are a whole new level of intense. (laughs) I'm not very good at it and it definitely takes a lot of patience but the workout is amazing and I definitely it's really fun because it isn't complicated so you know when sometimes you do new classes it's like quite overwhelming to kind of know what you've got to do this is just so simple but the effects are amazing like I ache the next day (laughs) yeah I tried out that one you recommended and it was nuts like I ached so much afterwards um, in the same vein, though, I also have an, um, an Instagram account to recommend, which is Do You Rumble? And they are hosting hit classes, which I think are, are daily, but they're also all saved on their highlights and on their IGTV. And they are all hit classes without equipment. So you can literally just get going, take part in the class whenever suits you and you don't need anything at home, any weights or anything like that. I love that because I don't own any equipment and that was always the thing I was like oh well I won't be able to do any of these classes so I don't have anything but actually so many of them are just accessible if you don't have equipment and I love that yeah absolutely um was that did you do all of yours yes I did awesome 
Um, did we want to move on to the more cultured side of things? I say that as if we're really cultured, but um, just... It's called an umbrella. Sorry? It's like an umbrella term for everything that isn't music, movies, TV and working out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> did you want to kick it off? Cool. Okay. So my first one is something really cool that the National Theatre are doing here in the UK. Um, I think it's been going for two weeks now, but each week they're showing one like show on their YouTube channel. It's available for a week. It's totally free. It's, I've watched One Man, Two Governors. Um, and then I think they've also got Jane Eyre, 12th Night, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but they're, they're like classic plays that maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't, but they're all shot in the theatre with a live audience, obviously from like, we, I think the One Man, Two Governors, it has James Corden as the lead. So that was shot like years and years ago. Um, but it's just a nice way to make you feel like you're going and doing something a bit different rather than just watching a film. Like we turned all our phones off and actually pretended we were in the theatre and it was really fun. Yeah, I love that they're doing that. And really similar to that, actually, I've got a recommendation that is also streaming um, content. That's the Royal Opera House. They've put together a huge programme of various operas, which started at the end of March. um, And they are also putting a different one out each week as well. Um, If you've ever wanted to see an opera, but you've maybe thought, oh, it's a bit expensive or it's a bit posh. That's kind of how I felt about it. But they've got a huge schedule of free broadcasts and they you, you can access it anytime for free. There's ballets, there's operas. It's incredible. Um, I would definitely recommend checking them out because they look amazing. I love that kind of thing when culture is made more accessible. So another really cool thing that's happening is that a lot of you will probably be aware that this kind of time last year, we did a bit of a trip to see the tulip fields. Um, and we did like a crazy trip, 36 hours, 25 on a bus, all of this. And we went to Kuchenhof and it was absolutely amazing. And we said at the time we'd love to go back. But obviously we can't this year um, for a number of reasons, but partly because of the situation. But instead that. this year, if you really want to see them, you can actually go onto their website and take like a virtual tour around the tulip fields. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good trip. Definitely recommend checking that out if you can. I'm so excited to do it. I think it would be so lovely and such a nice kind of uplifting and spring activity to do um also another really quick free resource that existed before all of this but I'd never heard of it until recently the google arts and culture app and it's basically virtual tours of museums globally I think a lot of museums museums are doing that anyway but the google arts and culture app has hundreds and hundreds of um kind of heritage sites museums art galleries and you can do virtual tours of them all through their app which is really cool that's really cool I know that a lot of of the museums yeah. and galleries in London pre-recorded loads of stuff before they shut um and that's a nice way to like spend an afternoon especially if it's something you love doing like if you go and look at exhibitions and galleries normally and that's a big part of your kind of like treats in your weekends it's nice that you can do it from the comfort of your own home yeah, well, I've also seen really similar stuff as well for like families and children, although I guess anyone can do it, but it is great for kids. There's live cams at zoos like San Diego Zoo and Monterey Bay. And there's things like Great Wall of China virtual tours and things like that. So it really is possible to travel from your own home at the moment with all of the technology that's kind of made these places accessible. Yeah, I don't know how many other countries are doing this, but I know Chile, um, their tourism board have done that exact thing with so many key places in the country so you can take virtual tours and like I would love to visit Chile but it's not actually that high up on my like to visit soon list so this is like a really nice way to just see a bit more of somewhere that you might not normally think of yeah definitely um do you have any more I don't have any more recommendations um I've exhausted my list do you have any more I have one more which I'm just throwing out there it's not cultural it's not movie it's not a tv um but it's called kitten academy and if you're like me and you like cats um especially because i'm away from my cat right now and i do miss my cat a lot kitten academy is a youtube channel which has 24 hours seven day a week live streaming of some kittens oh my god i'm so excited it's oh my god it's the cutest thing I haven't even read the info about it properly I think it's I don't think it's a sanctuary but they're all being raised and I don't know if it's breeding or not but 
Um, it's all very legit. There's literally hundreds of thousands of people watching it at any one time, but it streams all day long. And these kittens are the cutest thing ever. Literally, even when they're sleeping, it is still streaming live. You can see them in the night vision light. Um, and they are just so, so cute to watch. So if you're needing a little bit of uh, cat love in your life, Kitten Academy is where you need to go. I need to go and check that out. I'm so excited. I miss animals so much. <laughs> I know it's literally so cute I was watching for ages the other evening I just couldn't stop watching and I kept trying to close my laptop and I'd be like no no I'll just just watch a little bit more just in case you do something else cute okay I'm gonna go watch that this afternoon while I finish tidying my bedroom (laughs) but that rounds up our recommendations for this week it has been a huge bumper episode of recommendations but we hope that there's been something in there for everyone to look up enjoy watch read listen to um If you do use any of them or if you do find any other great resources, please do let us know because we'd love to share those for everyone else on our Instagram as well. So yeah, if you do have anything else to recommend, please get in touch with us either on our Instagram page, which is at 20s are hard or via email at 20s are hard at gmail.com. We hope you're staying safe and well and you're coping okay in this really strange, unsettling time. But um, we're sending you lots of love and we will speak to you in a couple of weeks time. Bye. Bye.